Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There has been a lot of talk about the dangers of video games, but new research shows a quick round of Mario Kart can actually help a person's health and relationships, Sophie. Really? <laughs> Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo, and with me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Great to be joining you on this, our video games gossip podcast. <laughs> joining us to talk about the incredible new clip of... PlayStation's Jim Ryan spitting on Phil Spencer from Xbox. <laughs> it's Adam Knox. I can't believe how uh, Phil Spencer used to date. Well, uh, we don't know officially if Phil Spencer's <laughs> no broken one, up with Banjo no from Banjo Kazooie. No one's gone on the record. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, we'll we'll find out in the coming weeks and months of discussing this <laughs> fucking <laughs> group of people who I I'm pretty sure at this point would consider me their friend as well. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. I tell you what, a big event like that. I'm so I'm in uh, Singapore. I'm kind of hanging out with like friends of friends, meeting new people, and a big, you know, gossipy showbiz event like that. It, it really is pretty handy social glue. Just uh. just meeting people last night and being like, "What do you reckon? Do you reckon he spat or not?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you're off to the races for. Just a good 15-minute chat. It Beautiful. is really handy. It's sick. Just make stuff up. I heard that uh, Olivia Wilde called her uh, Pepila, and that's why uh, <laughs> Ms. Pugh was actually annoyed at Olivia Wilde. Wow. That's what I, I heard. heard. You can't. I heard uh, Flo said that um, uh, she said, Wild by name, wild by nature. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I heard I heard that um, Harry Styles' collars actually uh, aren't big, and that he's really got a small neck, and it's just an optical illusion. I've, I've been getting a lot of that fucking stuff showing up for some reason. If you don't know what we're talking about, the movie "Don't right. Worry, Darling" has a bunch of drama. I don't want to leave you out of the loop, but yeah, uh, the if you junket. know, you know. <laughs> I think the I think kind of the ultimate you know funny end to it all at the moment is the fact that by all accounts the movie isn't any good. Right. <laughs> I think that's right. the best bit is that like these people's lives are being thrown into turmoil for a film that is like I think it's like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. It's like and and not even by all accounts not even bad enough to be funny. Just like. Yeah, this movie just kind of sucks. Yeah, a bit of a boring <laughs> waste of time. People are saying that uh, Florence Pugh is pretty good in it, but um, mm-hmm. and it, honestly, it sounds interesting. I knew nothing about it before all of this, so maybe this is a big publicity stunt. It does sound like a good concept, but we're not here to talk about. Uh, don't worry, darling. We're here to talk about, and I teased this with you boys in the group chat before we started recording. <laughs> we're here to talk Video about some games. other. <laughs> no, no, we're here to talk about other breaking news. 
Ben put uh, like V and then five hyphen, four hyphens, <laughs> and then G and four more hyphens. And he was like, I'm not going to tell you what it means, but I'm teasing it out. <laughs> Just think about the topic of our podcast. That is a big clue. Don't um, worry, darling. I don't understand how this <laughs> ties in. No, so we talked about this, I think, last week, if not the week before. It was our... Our Gamescom week, I think it was the week before, where we uh, mm-hmm. we all got excited for Lies of P, and then oh, we yeah. we went on a bit of a Pinocchio uh, deep dive because there are two Pinocchio movies coming out this year. One of yeah. them mm-hmm. comes out today. It's the Robert Zemeckis one on Disney Plus with the uh, with Hanks. Uh, the other one is the Guillermo del Toro one, stop motion. It's a musical. It's coming out on uh, Netflix in December. And wait, did I say two Pinocchio movies coming out this year before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I think Ben's correctly you said two movies. As far as I know, you accurately yeah. said that there's just the two Pinocchio movies coming out. Hang on. Ben's nose is getting a bit bigger. Whoop. What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jiminy Cricket's on my shoulder and he's telling me to tell the truth. So uh, while I was reading for some reason about the Pinocchio movie today, that's coming out today, I happened to have mm. cross a little notation on Wikipedia that says there is a third Pinocchio movie coming out in 2022. And here is the best part about it. It's an animated Russian film and it features the voices of Paulie Shaw, John Heater, and Tom Kenny. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wait. This is so hang on. Did you say this is a Russian production? That's correct. That is correct. I can confirm that. Pinocchio backwards are. Instead Apparently of the it's O, they've got different letters sometimes. That's what it's I've a backwards noticed. O. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, it's called Pinocchio: A True Story, and apparently it's coming out this year. So yeah, John Heater, obviously star of Napoleon Dynamite, is making his comeback yep. through Pinocchio: A True Story. I can't wait to and see Tom Pinocchio Kenny. dance at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny, the voice of uh, the voice of SpongeBob, That's trying right. to line up a uh, trying to line up a new little uh, new little IP. Maybe yeah. he thinks sees the writing on the wall for SpongeBob. Well, you know, it's a great time for three American actors to you know do a Russian film. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's been uh, Pinocchio Corner. If anyone has any, you know, like blind items or uh, insider gossip about Pinocchio movies, please do tweet at us. There's so much video game stuff that's happened this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've played a bunch of it, but... Yeah, I, one of them, I like. There's that. I watched some more stuff of that Steel Rising game. That was the mm. name of the game. I couldn't remember that looked Pinocchio-ish. It's actually yes. revolutionary France-ish. Yeah, so it's got like a uh, steampunky aesthetic, but you're getting missions from like Marie Antoinette and stuff like that. I'm probably gonna. It's a Souls-like. I'm gonna <clears throat> give that a little go. Yeah, since we're you, talking about uh, the Noke. You're a French robot. Hey, apparently, Sacre bleu. <laughs> um, that's is that out? Like that's out today? Or that is out or right? right now, I believe. I think I'm going yeah. to go and purchase it on Steam immediately after this. Nice, oh, uh, baby. Purchase it on Steampunk. I tell you, I tell you oh. what. <laughs> wow, how Boy, does he right, do it? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually. 
there's too many <laughs> games right now because we'll be playing Splatoon three uh, for next week's mm. show as well. So uh, and yeah, like fuck, we between us we played about five or six different games this week. It's a uh, it's a good time for games. There's some hot it shit is. going on for the rest of the year. Like we we mm. didn't have this on the docket, but I just watched a little Pokemon trailer that showed some more oh, stuff yeah. about that game. There's a few yep. new bits and pieces about Pokemon Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> Pokemon. Pinocchio and <laughs> Scarlet and Pinocchio and Violet. Uh, I saw a headline. One of those. Oh, sorry. My, my headline that I saw about it was that they've introduced auto battle. Exactly the thing that I was going to go into. But mm. you know what? In the spirit of an auto battle, I'll let you take over. And uh, Or I'm looking at it, actually. I should probably do it. All right. I'll press A a bunch. <laughs> it, it absolutely <laughs> makes sense for a game like Pokemon where so many of those battles. So you, you can... Send your Pokemon off to go battle against any wild Pokemon on the field, and then you're just sort of wandering around while they're off doing that. Is is my mm. understanding Jackie of it? Dick in the forest while they go do your little battles for mm. you. Yeah. So they've they've properly taken that that Pokemon servitude angle all the way to its logical conclusion. But I I don't know, man. I I really enjoyed Arceus and mm. uh, and. It weirdly has, uh, earlier in the year, I was like, there's no way that by the end of the year, I'll be reset enough to want to play more Pokemon. And guess what? <laughs> I'm ready. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would have bet against that. I don't think I'm ready yet. Um, I didn't even finish, uh, yeah, Arceus. But uh, I do like the introduction of this. You know, this is something you do you see in, in a lot mm. of other turn-based games. It's, it's not uncommon to... I mean... Was did Persona Five have auto battle? I feel like it. Yeah, maybe, you could yeah. whack a button and it would just speed up through just people attacking normally because it's 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 yeah. more like that was useful in the not the metaverse. What did they call it? The thing where you go in and fight Mark Zuckerberg as a when he was a truck. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's meta. Uh, the it's underworld M thing, something. whatever it was yeah. called. God, what was it called? But there are a lot of. Um, Battles in that game that you could buy. Mementos. 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 Fresh and full of life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We should should address also briefly that uh, we're on Zoom again because Tommy's in Singapore. Oh, right, Mm. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam's back. Uh, We're, yeah, but fuck. I've decided that I never want to be in the same country as Adam again. So. As soon as he got back, I fled the country. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, sick it's like for me being in like reverse exile, where I get to go where I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's like you can't have the vice president and the president on the same plane. Like if right, Australia right. were to be blown up, one of us always yep. has to be, you know, available to do the podcast. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then get people going. Like the podcast really dipped after Adam and Ben died in that nuclear explosion. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. Tommy's having a soldier on on his own. Yeah. It's like I'm. Uh, st- I don't have to be doing this, guys. But I want to tell you what I thought of the new turf war elements of Splatoon Three. Yeah, that's great. It's like Bill Burr's podcast where it's just <laughs> yeah. him, but it's just like one man talking about video games that he hasn't played. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't get around to Last of Us Part 1 yet uh, anyway. Oh, fuck. Pokemon, it's going to be a long dude. hour this week. How come in Pokemon uh, the women trainers get uh, to get their Pokemon to level quicker? That ain't fair. <laughs> um, yeah, this but yeah, you squirrel. Yeah. Auto battle. These people should do it themselves. There. Um... Yeah, there's an auto battle. You got to do it. It, it. it makes sense in a bunch of RPGs, especially once you hit a higher level and you're fighting these basic enemies where you're just going to be thumbing through attack anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome addition 
I yeah. would assume. I'm looking forward to I'm playing it. I'm with you, Adam. I'm, uh, I loved, yeah, I loved Arceus, Arceus, however the fuck they wanted you to say it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't have massive, uh, hopes for it because of, uh, Game Freak being one of the weirder companies that exists. Um, but, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm interested. I, I think there's enough kind of newish stuff in this that could be, could be really good. If you want to talk weird companies like Game Freak, how about we talk a little Tencent, Ubisoft, and From? Yeah, please. So Speaking Tencent of weird companies. Tencent is like a giant, giant Chinese uh, multi conglomerate. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a huge. I don't fully understand what their direct involvement in these companies which they've purchased are because there are a lot of companies that are now under this. Tencent umbrella and my understanding of that company is that it's a, a, a money thing not a actual sort of um, management thing necessarily and that there's someone who's building an enormous bunker for the end of the world who is just buying up companies to make their bunker money so that they can live after the fall I think so they're they are a tech company so like they it, they do say they're like a tech platforms company so I assume that they were some sort of internet servery sort of Thing initially, um, but apparently they do AI, <laughs> uh, which is great, <laughs> and uh, they have a, an entertainment division. So I do think that that division is involved in production of stuff. But all of these acquisitions, yeah, I do think you're right, are more just financial acquisitions. They're not right. going to be making any sort of uh, direct, you know, impact on on what they do. Except I guess they have the ability to like cancel shit. If they want to, you know, well, that, true. that's, like that's the, sort of overarching control. The Discovery Warner Brothers thing lately and them shutting down all these things does show that like, right. mm. seemingly a non-creatively involved company can can make these big decisions uh, pretty recklessly for things. But So mm. they now own something like 30% of From and 49% of Ubisoft, who uh, From is the, the Dark Souls people and Ubisoft yep. is the um, No Souls people. And <laughs> they, that <laughs> makes sense for Ubisoft because they've had a little bit of financial trouble, I think, mm. for, for quite a while now. And they've regularly had to come out and be like, hey, we're not going to sell everything. Don't worry. Ubisoft's Ubisoft forever. Anyway, we sold as much as we possibly could. Yeah, because um, Ubisoft is is also part owned by the a family, right? It's like a bunch of brothers who founded the company. I'm not sure. The Ubis. The Ubi 40, the, the band, I think, owns it. Um, um, no, it's a bunch of French guys, right? Uh, yeah. Guimont. Yves Guimont is like the, the, the main dude there. And yes, the Guimont family uh, founded the company. So Christian, Claude... Gerard, Michel, and Eve. Uh, they founded it uh, in France. And they're, yeah, still... Oh, they're an 18% owner. So I think, apart from Tencent, the largest, like, individual personal shareholders. But, uh, yeah, Tencent bought fucking 49.9% of it. And the, the reason we talk about this sort of stuff, I suppose, is because it can, yeah, influence the decision that they're going in creatively because they can get these things. So even though we say, well, Tencent seems like a money thing rather than a apply uh, a large thumb to put you under thing 
not necessarily all the time and it can make a strange thing happen because like my girlfriend's pointed out to me before like you do a podcast about video games but you talk about business real often (laughs) real weird for someone to do a podcast about like a hobby they enjoy and be like what's how's it doing on the nasdaq (laughs) how are pogo sticks doing on the nasdaq i love my pogo stick but it's because it affects it and i don't know i think it's fun and also they're announcing like Three more Assassin's Creed games or something. They just announced yeah, that. Yeah. Um, what was the name of it? The most recent one, <laughs> Mirage. Mirage. So they and that was leaked last week, and then they put out an image of it on Twitter. They said, "Hey, yeah, you're right. It's called Mirage. Uh, here's a here's a like nice little photoshopped image of it. We're going to announce it properly uh, at Ubisoft Forward, which is I think like tonight our time or tomorrow, Saturday maybe. Yeah, right, 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 right." Um, but yeah, they also they also hinted at uh, another game, which I think last week we chatted about. Um, there was speculation that it would be a remake of Assassin's Creed One, um, mm. and also that they might be doing like a games as a service Assassin's Creed Infinite or something. So mm. it, it seems as though this is Jason Shrek reporting here, okay, on uh, Bloomberg, and he's extremely confident about it that there will be one set in feudal Japan. Uh, and okay. that is codenamed uh, Red. And there is a second major game codenamed Neo or Hex, and that's being developed by a different office, and it's set in like late stages Holy Roman Empire and revolves around witch trials. Ooh. Interesting settings. Yeah. Um, and kind of the idea is that these are part of Assassin's Creed Infinity, which will be that platform right. thing. So possibly Mirage is that too, where Hell like... Yeah they launch infinity and it has multiple branches under it, which I could, that is a lot more interesting than thinking Mirage is another Valhalla or Odyssey or whatever. Cause that they've again, tired out the formula mm. they've been using for Assassin's Creed, uh, I think. And uh, yeah. this is oddly intriguing for an Assassin's Creed announcement. I guess mm. it's ambitious, right? I think that's the interesting yeah. interesting thing about it. If they pull it off, it could be great. Uh, if they don't, it could be a you know microtransaction hell. Um, but fuck, I mean, yeah. I'm curious to see what they reveal uh, in a couple of days' time. I'd love it uh, to be good. Uh, wild. Controversial opinion from me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, something else. I, 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 again... Things can be bad for a while and then get good. And I hope that the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, which also got shown off this week in a little teaser thing and with mm. along with like a sort of patch update announcement thing from CD Projekt. Um, it's called Red. something Red. fucking bad. Red. <laughs> Phantom, oh, yeah, Liberty. Phantom Liberty. <laughs> Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Phantom Liberty. The fucking rejected Metal Gear Solid subtitle. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I... And it's about uh, 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 fucking um, private military corporation, right? Like, it, it right. Is, that's, that is the topic of, uh, of this DLC. The only DLC that's ever being released for Cyberpunk, apparently. That's what the yeah. reports have been. Uh, this is well, the end of Cyberpunk. The, the sort of head or one of the head people of Cyberpunk just left the company as well. He'd been there since yep. the, the beginning of it and has, has just gone. This will be... They were talking about at least two expansions before Cyberpunk came out and everything that yep. happened to Cyberpunk happened. But this will be it. And also, it will not be released on the previous-gen oh, yeah. consoles where you get right. this 
patch that's just come out, which is like 1.6, I think, that fixes some more stuff. That yep. will be the last update for them, and everything going forward will be current generation only and PC, obviously. Uh, which is again another crazy little chapter in the cyberpunk. Yeah, story. but smart. It's kind of probably what they should have done to begin with. A hundred percent. That's what. That's yeah. what fucked them. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's like to me that reads as a bit of a, an acknowledgement of like, yeah, we 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 shouldn't have we shouldn't have bothered trying to make it um, absolutely you not. Know, Backwards, backwards, not not backwards compatible, but yeah. The fact that cross-gen. the yeah. fact that you couldn't even buy that game on the PS4 for the majority <laughs> of the time yeah. it was meant to be on the PS4, like yeah. well, it was. It ended up completely pointless for them. So yeah, um, Keanu's back doing more pretty dodgy voice work right at the end of that trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I think the worst thing about this trailer for me was that it was the same main player character and the same. Yeah, like same side character because like Keanu right. was fine, but he was not why I was ever interested in that game. Uh, and uh, one thing that was a bit of a turnoff, and I think we probably all agreed, was that the voice acting uh, for the main character was c- kind of annoying. It was very over the top, very like fake, edgy, especially the male voice actor. Um, but I was looking forward to yeah, like a wholly alternate, like what if you came at this world from this angle and it's uh, sure. it's apparently not really that um right yeah i the i never played as the female v which i think i'm gonna restart the game before this comes out and try that because the male v i fucking did not like the performance yeah. of you right um but yeah i couldn't have told you if i hadn't have known that it was about the expansion that this wasn't a trailer for original cyberpunk that i yeah missed, yeah you know like right uh so but you know, it's cool that they're sticking to their overpowered broken guns and um, releasing something for it like that. I guess. And also, there's that uh, that anime is out mm, uh, right. pretty pretty soon as well. It's it's always funny when someone's already put their eggs in this basket, you know, of just like going all in on something, and then the you know the initial thing that everything else is meant to be kind of spiraling off of is not received particularly well. Right. And they just kind of stuck. They're like, "Oh well, yeah." Anyway, we got this cartoon coming out. <laughs> like, whether or not you liked it or not, there's here's here's more cyberpunk. Like, really betting the farm on this being a big big franchise. But the anime looks cool. Like it, I you know, I've I'm intrigued to see how that is. I don't think I liked the game enough to uh, want to bother with the DLC. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm down for a I'm down for a cool little cartoon set in that world. Right. Well, there's weirdly talk with this DLC as well that it'll be like sort of it'll it'll merge in with the main game. Is yeah, uh, what people are sort of getting the impression of with this. They haven't said that, but they haven't said um, that it's set after or anything. I don't believe either. I think that that's yeah, that speculation makes sense. I don't think most of the endings of the game would. Uh, there's no end game. Like, there's no, mm. you know, like, you, the stories don't make sense to continue, basically. So, it, I think it has to slot in um, sometime mid-game. I thought I would have been interested in the anime, and then I watched uh, the trailer, and it looks like Ben 10. Um, so, I'm not interested <laughs> anymore. You, and I've seen... But you should you love should, that. Yeah, <laughs> you should be 10 times interested in that. I'm, I, I'm fucking minus 10. Um, there's so many actual, you know, like... Cyberpunk uh, anime 
series from you know the right. 80s and 90s that are actually right. really yeah, really true. good um so there's a bunch yeah. of that shit out there and i, we, I think we just reread oh i just reread akira i can't remember if you were doing that too tommy but um it's yeah it didn't it has like blood and guts in it but yeah the style is just a bit uh disney channel or whatever if the guy with a framed yeah. bubblegum crisis poster <laughs> doesn't like the look of your cyberpunk anime you've fucked it yeah that's a yep yeah, i'll stand by it that it just is <laughs> it still is so funny to me that this game that is doing a genre thing that the name of it and and also now it you know them wanting it to be a, a bigger franchise the fact that the name of it is just the title of the genre is yeah. still, it's just so fucking stupid. Like, imagine going to see a movie that's just called Superhero. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fantasy 140. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's set in the past and it's fantasy. What do you want to know about it? <laughs> I mean, there is a movie called Thief and it's about James Caan stealing stuff, but I guess that's more like if it was called Crime or something. Yeah. Prime, yeah. Like Prime 87. Steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, you know, oh, I also saw, I don't know if you guys saw this too. It's uh, We didn't put it in the rundown that CD Projekt Red uh, had a an earnings meeting and they mentioned in it that they um, their aim is for the new Witcher game to be the first in a new Witcher saga. So they obviously did the okay. first, you know, the trilogy of the Witcher games, the third being an all-time classic and... Uh, yeah, they have every intention of basically doing at least another two, um, possibly right. three. Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're not living in a world anymore where CD Projekt Red's intentions count for too much. So, yeah, we'll. Uh, I mean, that's a uh, that's a game that uh, you could play on a um, PlayStation Five. And I tell you what, um, my issue with my PlayStation Five <laughs> is that. It's too visible. I'm always right. uh, able to find mine as well. It's, yeah. so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's too easy to see. I, I wish it kind my, of blended my... into its surroundings a bit more. I know. It's like you walk into the room, you look around a bit. Uh, there's the PS5. It's white. It's it's big the and number, white. The number of times I've taken out my PS5 with a sniper rifle, um, <laughs> and that's been so easy for me to do. It's is embarrassing, honestly. Frankly embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it would be really good if... There was a possibility of me just not, yeah, not being able to find it through the through the scope. Well, good news, Tommy, and this is crazy. What a coincidence <laughs> you brought this up. But you're able to buy Midnight Purple and Neon Pink faceplates right now, uh, and they're also bringing out um, some of the worst looking fucking paint <laughs> yeah. applied to plastic I've ever seen in my life with these grey camo uh, side plates, controller, and um, headphones. I um. I clicked a I clicked a link for a story about this and it came up with the images of what these look like and I said out loud how undignified <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, you know Sony's like such a you know cool Japanese company I was like why the fuck are you doing camo? This yeah. is pathetic. <laughs> if, I I think you should go and look. Everyone has different tastes and whatever, but Google grey camo PS five stuff and it just I think. It, it's it's because I've quite liked the sort of bold colors that they've done for their other faceplates. They got that c- cool like kind of burgundy one. They've got yep. a pink and a blue that's a little too neon for me, and then a purple that I think looks cool. But they're all mm-hmm. like you know pretty um, you look good looking. I think they're bold and they're even and they look they're they're good color choices. One hundred percent. This just looks like 
fucking 2001 skateboard bullshit. One, yeah. absolutely. This is, uh, yeah, like knockoff Xbox, like original Xbox controller sort of shit. Right. Um, they've got to have done a fucking fo- focus group though, right? Like there's no way you just do this. This is a yeah. big company. The You're right. I think the existing colors are very timeless. Like, I yeah. mean, if you consider like sort of, you know, 80s to now timeless, the cyans, the purples, the pinks, like it's very cool. It's very uh, contemporary. Um, fucking grey camo. Who's voting for grey camo in the, uh, in the yeah. focus group testing? Yeah. It's annoying to realise that someone has gone, this is what gamers like. You know what I mean? It's like mm. you see it and you, part of you has to accept it's like, oh, that's me. I but will hey, make boys, you... at least if uh, if conscription yeah. comes back and the three of us get drafted, <laughs> mm. at least we'll be able to game our little fannies off on the wars, you know, on the on the battlefield. Yeah. That's something. In the urban jungle, <laughs> that will be guerrilla warfare <laughs> against whomsoever decides to invade Melbourne. Yeah. It is pretty funny as well with like, you know, there's a bit of a, and it doesn't really exist so much anymore, but a background narrative with video games that they're secretly a... Uh, you know, uh, a, a military training tactic to get the the yep. youth of the world uh, accustomed to firing a gun and being in a war situation and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. To they, 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 ah, but that's kind of irrelevant. This just fucking looks like shit. This is just I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's irrelevant. It is true though. That conspiracy is 100 percent true, and I definitely yeah. believe in it. But yeah, this just looks um, this just looks shit. This just looks like. Pants I wouldn't have bought as a fourteen-year-old. I I will. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will <laughs> bet you. I will bet you. Okay. How much? Put out or what? I will bet you one million dollars. Okay. They, I mean, they put out like a TikTok ad for these with John Cena holding the controller, wearing the headphones, and playing the PS Five to artificially create all the comments of like, "This is just a shot of a chair." Because you can't see John yeah. Cena and the rest is yeah. camouflage. So I, yeah. I, I'm willing to bet that ad gets made and that's the reason behind this. I want a yellow one personally. Okay. Sony, if you're listening, chuck a cool shade of yellow on there and I'll snap it up. That, right. That's the other thing. It's like there aren't enough cool other colours color. yet for there to be... Like grey camo seems like a thing that should be coming out in like the last year of yeah. the PS5's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been out for like six years. like... Ah, uh, they just kind of they, yeah, they've they've reached the end of the line with this. Or like, like a company like D Brand or whatever should just be putting out as like a stick on decal thing. They already like, yeah. do. That's the thing. I just googled PS5 grey camo. There's a bunch of like Etsy stores <laughs> and third party people who are making those faceplates. I wonder so if that's why they're doing it. Maybe maybe those were popular, and that's yeah, that is why they're doing it. Um, or maybe it's like, like a, an like an oops all marshmallows type of situation where the factory fucked up. And they've got too right. many grey paints, and now they're yeah. having to spill them all onto the. I, we, it's funny that we're spending this much time talking about it, but I think we all have, you know, certain aesthetic sensibilities that we uh, yeah. like to explore. <laughs> I'm more passionate about this than the, any of the other news stories we have on the docket for the week, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Knox, did you ever, uh, back in the day, did you ever. Um, Chuck one of those stickers over the top of your Nintendo 64? Fuck no. I hated that so much because it would just inevitably end up peeling off and just having the yep. fucking grotty fucking gum underneath it just stuck there with yep. shards of paper. And they were always yep. pictured. It was like Turok or whatever yep. that just it nev- never fell into that 
uh, I trap set for, for idiots. <laughs> Sorry, what? I got a. Uh, <laughs> I got I got the two rock one from like a yeah from a uh, magazine. Yeah. Put it over the top of the sixty four. So like oh, now my Nintendo sixty four looks like a dinosaur. And this was like before the game had come out. And then I tried the game. And did not like it, and then it really annoyed me that <laughs> my my console was branded with imaging of a game that I did not like. Just these beady little T Rex eyes staring back at me every time I played Beetle Adventure Racing. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I oh, I need this sticker off. I like I can, a nice little sticker sometimes. I can as beat well. that though. I can. I can. Cool. I think we might have talked about this. It might have been on our like history of console launches because it was. Uh, it. I. I remember talking about this. Um, I we had a PlayStation, a PlayStation One, it was a beautiful console, subtle design. The grey was not dull somehow; it it just screamed quality. A faceplate I would Stood buy out. for the PS Five, that style of thing. Yes, Ooh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, col- if you can add the like, you know, raw uh, fucking primary color buttons, you know, like it had the the yeah, very very subtle stuff. Um, I bought. I had a, pl- a PlayStation magazine subscription. Um, it was like a, a gift. I had a year of it. It was very nice. Uh, and one week they came out with an an amazing full uh, multiple sticker, you know, sort of situation. Covered the circle, covered the sides, fully covered the top of your PlayStation, and it was themed by uh, for the game Apocalypse, starring oh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Apocalypse, a game I uh, I guess I was interested in, and I loved Bruce Willis, um, so I put it on, and uh, never owned the game, never bought it, never played it. Apparently, it was fine. It was a seven out of ten, and many years later, scraped it off and had to clean it with like eucalyptus oil to get all of the gum oh. off and. Uh, like scratch <laughs> the case and stuff. Just one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to um, do something stupid, you could buy a new Xbox Core Elite controller that they're bringing out too. This isn't a, a huge thing, but I would. So I've I've ended up with two Xbox Elite controllers, one of which I got cheap secondhand and had to send off because the joystick didn't work, and that's why it was mm. so cheap, but they did a free repair, which was nice. And the second one was like a Halo one because it had a little charger that came with it, and I thought that was cool. Oh, yeah click onto the charger it's uh, ugly colors it's like a again talking about camo it's it's made to look yeah. like master chief but they're not good quality controllers they're the premium expensive ones but there's little right. problems that have happened with both of them and i see come up regularly for lots and lots of people on the internet i think there's some sort of manufacturing issue or whatever with these so the, the core one that they're bringing out now and it's cool that you can do the like xbox design studio thing and make your custom mm. colored controllers which you can mm-hmm. do with the normal ones but um this comes like without all the little attachments and little different sticks and bumpers and stuff that you can put on the controller i would recommend against buying one of these the normal controller is better Right, I love the normal controller. I don't have an Xbox anymore, but I it, it's what I use with every Game Pass game. Um, it just you know works syncs up perfectly with the controls, and uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. It it, uh, it it's a good weight. I love the buttons. The joystick position is you know is is great. The D pad's good. Um, it's white. I remember this generation. Everyone was like, "Oh, white consoles. They're gonna get dirty." 
what kind of fucking pigsty are you living in? Because my, <laughs> I've, like, I always get, I used to get, like, uh, white dual shocks for my PS4. None of them ever got dirty. This certainly hasn't, just to say, like, it's, yeah, it's not, that's not an I, issue. I will tell you, your white controllers and consoles can get dirty when you're in the trenches. So if they could bring out some sort True, of, right. like, camo-style one, I'm sure I would love that. Uh, yeah, I've got a white controller as well, and it it, it is better mm. than the mm. elite ones. I wouldn't bother spending the money on this because uh, they are, at least in Australia, an extra $100 just for this core one, and then it's like $70 more if you want one of the elite ones with all the little bits and pieces. Don't right. worry about it. I don't think you're missing out on much with them. The adjustability and all of that is not a big deal. The back paddle things just remap to buttons on the controller. Mm. Like I don't think that they're a massive value and also <clears throat> like i i think i i'm an idiot and i i i love the idea of stuff yeah, like yeah. this and that ps5 one that's coming out mm-hmm. right but i in real terms having a responsibility as the world's foremost reviewer of fucking stupid shit i've fucking wasted my fucking money on <laughs> yep um, yeah, I wouldn't bother with these even though you can make them look cool in that Creator Studio thing. Get a normal Xbox controller if you're looking for one. It's weird. It's weird to bring out a medium controller. <laughs> you know, it's like just suggests yeah. an excess in the manufacturing or something, right? Like, right. Mm. An oops all well, marshmallow situation as they're famously called. <laughs> <laughs> um well, you know a company that makes actually really, really good quality products. Uh Xbox? McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, is it McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, a company known for their quality? <laughs> We're sponsored by McDonald's. Uh, I wish. No, Imagine that. No. <laughs> oh, that's a couple of ribs our way. I'll I'll do whatever Ronald wants. <laughs> no. I mean, like it's so we've talked about this before, I think. It is like obviously it's formulated to taste really good. That's why people like it. It yeah. it's just so dangerous though. If we were sponsored by McDonald's and we got like a monthly like, you know, even just like a fifty dollar voucher each, I would become <laughs> so unhealthy. I I could not. I could not survive it. <laughs> maybe ethically as well, I think it maybe wouldn't be something mm. we do. But this week we are sponsored by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Every doctor recommends Lucky Strike. <laughs> One a day keeps him away. Uh, no, this week, as uh, we are most weeks, we're sponsored by Manscaped, a company we did a little deep dive on on our bonus podcast because Knox has been watching uh, or had been watching Shark Tank. We learned about mm. their origins, uh, their, their motto from the start, was quality they wanted to make something that was uh, better than everything else on the market and they have uh they make a wonderful electric razor we all use it we all uh yeah genuinely think it's the best we have ever had they also recently brought out uh oh what's it called like the ultimate smooth package i think it's called basically it is a razor it's it's a multi-blade razor they also um have like a, a balm and uh like an oil and um, a couple of things, a shampoo maybe also comes got with it. S- I think these might be new ones because I we we got sent sort of packages back in the day uh, when we first sort of got started with them with some of these products and whatever. We're getting a new one soon with this like new platinum package thing they have. But they have a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, sort of liquid things like uh, there is like a moisturizer, I think, a shampoo, yep. conditioner, combined thing, that sort of stuff. Like we've got sent their cologne. This is how you know I'm telling the truth that I like the majority of their products because I don't particularly like the cologne personally. Doesn't suit right. me. 
It's the grey camo of no, it's not that bad. But like, <laughs> their razors are fucking great. Their ear, ho- nose, and hair trimmer is um, yes. Ear and nose hair trimmer is fantastic. So the weed whacker, the weed yep. whacker. They have That's where generally. I, I, I've got plants growing in my nose, and I need to get fucking That's... rid of them. It makes me look yeah. like a like one of those mythical fungus men you get in <laughs> Fantasy One Hundred. It makes you game. look makes you look like an ent from Lord of yeah. the Rings. Um, no, yeah, I got it. I got uh, our new thing that they're sending us, the Ultra Smooth Package. What it is, is, uh, yeah, it's a razor. It's got uh, something called Crop Gel. So basically, basically it's lubricating shave gel. Uh, they have also an exfoliator. Um, and they it also comes with six replacement blades for the for the shaver and a little travel case. Um, so that is the, the latest release from Manscaped. But we, yeah pretty much endorse all of their products save for the cologne on Adams uh, on Adams hey, in Adams case. I'm a renegade I'll say what I want Ronald McDonald I love your razors <laughs> <laughs> they're great I do I use them um, I need to use them very soon as a matter of fact and also uh, I'm looking forward to getting this platinum package and you can make the person yeah. in your life who you think might look forward to such a delivery mm. very happy Whilst also having a big savings of your own for 20% off and free shipping, you put in the code filthy at manscaped.com. And I tell you fucking what, that's you get that thing that I said before, 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, and you get money back uh, guarantee, a 30-day money back guarantee. So if, if whatever reason it doesn't go down smoothly, yeah. uh, no, no risk whatsoever. But if you go to manscaped.com, use the code FILTHY, like Adam said, you get free shipping and 20% off, and you help support the show that you're listening to, Filthy Casual, yeah. starring Ben Vanell. <laughs> <laughs> a Ben Vanell joint. <laughs> An odd time for, for a coup. <laughs> Um, this is it. What, what about this, boys? This is, a, this is an interesting thing I've discovered about the country that I'm in. In Singapore, yeah. no PowerPoints in the bathrooms. They don't have that in what, the UK as well. Yeah, oh. and I tell you what, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was no yelling good. about that when I was over in Scotland. <laughs> you were I, yelling about it. I yelled at an audience <laughs> being like, how the fuck do you dry your hair? And yeah. no one could answer me. They all just it's... sat there awkwardly and quietly for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, uh, nearly everything about Australia is worse than almost every other country on earth. But I tell you what, we've done a good thing by having the fucking PowerPoints in the bathroom. Do they yeah. have it Wouldn't in Singapore? Do they have the small little um, holes that say shavers only? Nope. Oh, they got nothing. Right, right, right. I'm They've got a, that in the UK, uh, just low low voltage ones just for shavers. Oh, it's a voltage safety in there, thing. And the, yeah, like I'm in this hotel that's like pretty new. It's pretty nice. I was like, it's fucking weird. And then I was telling my friend about it who's staying in, who's here working and he's staying in someone else's apartment while they're away. And then he was like, yeah, after you told me that, I noticed like in the bathroom in this apartment, there's no PowerPoints. And then we met some people from here and we were like, hey, is this just like a weird coincidence that we happen to be staying in two places that have done this? Or is that a thing here? And they were like, no, that. why would you have a PowerPoint in the bathroom? For all like your fucking bathroom product that, shits. Yeah. So you can drop the toaster into the tub and fucking off yourself. Why do you think? <laughs> is it because of uh, is it because of safety? Do you think like if they have low voltage ones, it's it's a safety thing. That's apparently why it is in yeah. the UK. It's a safety thing. So I've got to assume it's the same thing there. Just a wiring, building code, whatever thing. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, if you want to visit Tommy virtually in Singapore, you can do that <laughs> by using the product made by our other sponsor this week. That's right. We're sponsored 
by NordVPN. NordVPN, it's the best one out there. It's the greatest VPN. It's the best. I've never seen a better VPN. I don't know why. I just <laughs> very naturally. I'm sure this is the sort of endorsement that they want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the BBC. I'm watching Fleabag, and there's it's nothing incredible they can do show. about it's it. They're still advertising <laughs> The Office 20 years later. Very sad. <laughs> Here's a show I recommend. It's called The Apprentice. It's, uh, it's the greatest reality show I've ever seen. Um, Two seasons, and they were done. That's how they <laughs> do it they get in they do a couple of seasons six episodes each and then maybe they do christmas a christmas special, special. i love the christmas they're special it's a little special christmas it. episode they don't need to go on for six or seven years they just do 12 episodes the liberals they want to call it the holiday special no it's the christmas special <laughs> um but it's not yeah, the ramadan special it's a christmas special have you been watching anything over there tommy or have you been trying to watch anything on a vpn or have you just been partying your little took us off I've been partying my little took us off, but I tell you what, I found out an interesting Singapore fact. Yeah. Would you guys like to hear it? Mm-hmm. I guess so. You could maybe look this up using a VPN <laughs> from Australia, yeah. pretend that you're in Singapore. Yeah. So famously, people love to talk about how uh, you you uh, you can go to jail for spitting gum on the oh. street here. Yep. It's like a it's like one of those things that. If, if people only know one thing about Singapore, that's the thing that they know. Right. Apparently, someone told me this here, Singapore is very much like if like one person does something wrong, then you know the, the whole law will change just because of like a thing happening once. Sure. Um, apparently, the gum thing is because someone uh, stuck a bit of gum over like a, um, like a ticketing turnstile in a train station here and like jammed it. And right. then because it's all automated, all the trains ran late and like fucked everything Ooh. up, and so they were just like, "Okay, no more gum." That's apparently that. That's why that uh, rule came in. Someone, <laughs> someone used gum to disrupt the whole train well, network. How about that? Well, if you want to disrupt an internet network, you can uh, get in there and hide yourself, which is what they don't want you to do. But you do because privacy is important. That's right. VPN can provide that and can also do a bunch of. Uh, other useful things. Go have a look at it. I reckon at uh, nordvpn.com/filthy. I would guess, mm-hmm. or just is yep. that is that the one? Yeah, baby. And you get some deal stuff there. You get a bunch Brother, of percentage you... off. You get a free gift. Yeah, and you get four months free. How's that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can get a twelve-month plan. Fucking four months free. A discount. Thirty-day money-back guarantee. Uh, it's incredible. And uh, yeah, like it's just, you need a VPN. Um, whether it's because your government is, for whatever reason, allowed to, you know, monitor literally everything mm-hmm. you do on the internet, like they are in Australia, which we I always forget about. They changed that law about five years ago, or or because you do banking, because you do you know sensitive information with your business dealings for. You know, if you want to bloody go on uh, the dark web and buy cocaine, get a NordVPN. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want to watch TV on a different, uh, you know, country's streaming service, get NordVPN at nordvpn.com slash filthy and you get all that cool shit we just said. Thank you, Nord. Thank you, One listeners. thing you won't be able to do... Uh, actually, I need to double check whether you won't be able to do this or not. Halo Infinite is cutting co-op. That's the last, uh, I believe, little piece of news we were going to talk about. Yes, here. yes. Uh, Split I believe this co-op. is the, the two-player in person, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Online co-op is coming. I think in November they said, but there will right. never be a split sp- split screen couch co-op in Halo Infinite, unless you lo- use a really easy to do glitch that makes it work fine apparently in the currently wow. existing game. So Oh man, really? 
343 are fucking crazy. It, that studio was created to make Halo games. They have made yep. uh, at least three Halo games that I can remember, 4, 5, and Infinite. And I, I don't know what their involvement was in Wars 2 or anything, but I, at right. least 4, 5, and Infinite. And all three have had enormous problems, and Infinite continues to do that. This is a year after it launched a year late, where they're yeah. still putting in these features that were like a core part of the game in the run up to it and the marketing and whatever all of the multiplayer stuff has been getting a really poor reception they've delayed the third season with more content by mm. ages it, it's it's just absolutely in my opinion whack what they are doing with this game <laughs> whack <laughs> it's extremely undignified as Tommy Daslo would say <laughs> I agree <laughs> they're, yeah they're launching the beta for Forge Forge is the horde mode right Forge is like the build your own mode. Oh, like the, sure. The fly around, make custom levels. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, they've got. I'm looking at their um, roadmap. So, Forge, the Forge beta, campaign network co op, and mission replay is coming. Yeah, yeah in the in the bracket of time that they've uh, described as November eight to March seven. So a fair window, I guess. That's like a quarter. Um, some other battle pass things, some new maps, some other shit. But uh, yeah, there's a little um, a little quote in the Polygon um, article about this, where it says apparently in 2017, 343 Industries head Bonnie Ross said, "New Halo games will quote always have split screen." Yeah. So all, always lasts for five years apparently. <laughs> no more split screen for Halo. And zero instance of it happening as well. <laughs> like right. Yeah. They've never. Uh, yeah. It's they. I'm sure there are talented people there, and I really liked Infinite. Uh, it is just... It seems as though it's got to be a management thing or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how games are made. What am I, a fucking guy who knows about the thing he talks about? No. <laughs> but I just... Where a bunch of, I? <laughs> there are a bunch of hip shooters here. We just fire from the hip without doing any research. But Which is what Halo used to be. But now it's yeah. all pull the sights up. But I I don't know. It's got to be. I it, that is the prevailing opinion of internet people, which is why I hesitate to say that it's definitely true. That right. it's got to be a manager thing. Microsoft must know how valuable Halo should be to them, uh, and you've got to imagine that there will be yet another big Halo fucking shakeup coming after right. how poorly a lot of this stuff has been received after Halo Infinite initially having a positive reception. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the. Sp- the speculation and the scuttlebutt pre-launch was that, or I guess pre-delay, was that this right. was meant to be, as the name implies, the ongoing version of Halo. And it just doesn't sound like that's possible now, right? They, they'll have to do a bit of a clean-out and yeah. essentially try this again from scratch. I mean, it's ongoing in the idea that putting basic stuff in there that, should, that they said would be in there straight away is taking a very fucking long time. Right. But yeah, I would... I would imagine that plans are changing for them to switch it over and make Infinity Plus One or whatever. So, yep. yeah, anyway. Yeah, you really do back yourself into a corner with a franchise when you bring one out and call it in- Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, what, what's, your next, <laughs> what's your next move after that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. It, it could be uh, to just remake it. I was going to talk about right, a different okay. game because it made sense as a segue, but then I remembered we said we'll talk about it last because we want to do some spoilers about it. That game will uh, be yeah. Immortality. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'll give you clear uh, yes. markers when we're going to do spoilers. 
But uh, how would you like to quickly hear about The Last of Us Part 1? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, you're, you've played it, Knox. Uh, Tommy and I have not made the investment. Um, I think, yeah, we said last week that we'll probably get around to it at some stage, but you uh, you were keen to go in. Uh, I'll, I'll just read this. We got one uh, patron review of, of this specific oh, yeah. version of it uh, from Raphael. Raphael's a long-time patron. Thanks, Raph, for supporting cool, the show. Um, <laughs> no, he's actually quite polite here. Uh Having played uh, half of The Last of Us Part 1 now, the improvements stand out to me a lot more than I thought they would. I think the Blu-ray version of a movie comparison made last week does it a bit of a disservice. It feels to me more like seeing a play with a different and much more skilled cast. The facial animations were still good by modern standard in the original, but they are top of the class in this. Um, (laughs) That's so funny to walk away from a play and be like, the facial animations weren't very good (laughs) on that gentleman up the front. (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, Raph appears to be particularly impressed by the the performances and and the level of nuance, which obviously, yeah, was there in part two and played such a big part in, I think, getting that story to come yeah. across it really in a way that like wasn't yeah yeah um, it wasn't just a thing that looked nice it actually really did help to yeah sell sell the whole kind of the crux of the game it genuinely right. did kind of affect the gameplay because I think we all felt you felt so much more connected to what was going on and these people that you were playing as or against because mm. they they seemed so believable in a way that. I think we're used to, uh, you know, you give video game kind of animation a bit of a pass, even when it looks really good, it still is just like a bit uncanny. You know, you're a bit detached from it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, uh, Raph's Raph's sort of final point is that he reckons it's worth it's worth you know paying paying the uh, the asking price for for the, those improvements. But and I guess that has been probably the general consensus. But we're not about the general consensus here. We're about extreme polemics. We're about Really, you know, strong personal opinions that sometimes contradict the general consensus. I'm polemic. I got two opinions um, at the same time. Yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think it is absolutely <laughs> worth it and justifiable and uh, cool and good and also the most pointless thing I've ever seen at the same time. Like it's <laughs> right. It a hundred percent is at the very least visually enormously. Imp- it's brought up uh, to the standards of Last of Us Part Two, which is still one of the best looking games across the board in terms of like artistically and technically mm. that exists mm-hmm. and it is it, it matches and you know technically I think probably exceeds that in some ways um it is weird because I've played the first one a couple of times it's that thing where you you lock into being like yeah this is what it was like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's right. hard mm-hmm. to unless you're doing like a digital foundry left and right half of the screen comparison you yeah. sink into thinking, of course, this is what this game looks like. But video games look fucking great now. Yeah. And uh, this one looks really good and absolutely is aided in being such a story-heavy game, is aided mm. by having those um, really intricate performance capture things. Um, the gameplay isn't as improved as that. It pretty much remains the first game, which is still right. good. That's a good game. It's not quite as... Uh, dynamic and like combat simulator feeling as yeah, part two, yeah. which is such a well-made and uh, 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 intense and, and uh, creative um, like combat game. This, this mm. doesn't match that in the same way that part, the original didn't match part two. This isn't bringing that up to 
the 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 standards of part two. It is still very much that first game, and right. It feels it at, at at certain points where you're like, just the level design is quite boxy or like you mm. are doing these sort of climbing a ladder, waiting for what would have been a load on the PS3 things and, and, and doing like these little hoisting someone up and, and all that stuff that a lot of games have done in the almost 10 years since Last of Us 1 came out. It's still a good game, but it, it, it just isn't quite as good as part two was. Right. Um, I read. Uh, I read in a review of this that um, you know they've they've tried to make it. Yeah, kind of. The, the the big thing they were saying was that like a lot of the controls and um, the mechanics are going to be kind of brought up to scale with two, and it's going to match the feel of two. Um, however, I read a review that pointed out that you can't go prone in this, so exactly. it's a big pass from me. Yep, it is uh, <laughs> an enormous step, uh, half crouched backwards. In that regard, <laughs> yeah, because it just—it's the exact same level design as the first one, and so yeah. w- you can't. Nece- it would have been a different job and a, and a larger job, but what they've done here is a coat of visual polish, which isn't meant to sound like a throwaway thing because this is such a cinematic game that that visual polish goes some way to, um, right, you know, increasing how good the game is. Like, if you have mm. never played it before, this is great. Get this in part right. two. Um, get them when they inevitably come out on PC, which is, I think, probably the main... I think we've said this before. The main intention behind making this one is to get it to the standards where a modern PC release makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have played this game before, unless you are dying to replay it, you absolutely don't need to bother with this, of course. It is yeah, the exact yeah, same yeah. game with yeah. with some... Um, remade visuals that aren't even like that. Some of the animations are still a little weird because the AI is still not perfect. I think it's been improved is what they've said, but it's very hard to see that in effect in the game for me. It does mm. still come across like how that first game played, which again is one of the best games, but is 10 years old and it does this doesn't feel modern. It feels like a 10 year old game reworked, if that sort of makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, well, well, I believe you, I like it. that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Like <laughs> it, it, it is. They have not lied about the level of remake that this is. This is exactly right. what they've said, where they've redone the visuals and brought them up into line and kind of tweaked the gameplay in bits and pieces. But it's if you if uh, this isn't a egregious thing because everyone has exactly the full information that they mm, could possibly yeah. have on what this actually is. They are selling this you is, exactly this the is, product they've announced. This is a grey camo PS5 faceplate. If you want it, <laughs> get it. It's going to be what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> a, a, an unfair comparison to them, but I understand. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a visual it's, upgrade, if that's what you're looking for. And no, hell, I'm enjoying playing The Last of Us again. It's a good game, and it, it's... Yeah. it's Still uh, playing one and two back to back when they come out on the PC, which they haven't announced to be clear, but I think no. that is pretty, uh, surely pretty safe yeah. of a bet. They've been it, doing it with a bunch of other shit, right? God of War, yeah. all of that Spider Man, Returnal. Yeah, yeah. There's more and more sort of evidence that they'll be doing that. But yeah, it's if it's your first time, this is great. If it's your second time, this is a great way of doing that. Mm. If you don't think it's worth the money, then you're probably right. Well, something that I played for free, and I don't think I'll continue to play, um, because it really reminds me of a game I've already played, is Disney Dreamlight Valley. I, <laughs> I basically went in on this because, 
I don't know. I was getting annoyed with the other main game that I played this week, and this was uh, it's it's on Game Pass. Um, it is Stardew Valley, but it's Disney. That's right. basically it. It's really simplistic. It is, uh, I think, aimed at children. It is uh, it's Stardew Valley, but all the characters who give you little quests and things are Disney characters. It's you know, it looks good. I think they're all well animated. There's a little bit of voice acting in there. Like, it's more of the sort of kind where it, they go like, ha ha, and then you see subtitles of a full sentence. Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the quest of the Dreamlight Valley. You need to open the land of the meadows to get to Goofy. Um, but it's fine. Like, for, for a game that's, that's free... Uh, it has that Disney coat of paint, which I've realized as I was playing, I don't give a single fuck about. I don't care about any <laughs> Disney characters. I don't well, care man. about any of them. <laughs> you don't care about them. I couldn't care less about them. The but then they've spent their entire here. existence trying to trying to entertain you and give your life meaning and teach you valuable lessons. Yeah, and look how you it's turned th- out. <laughs> 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 Name a Disney character. Mickey, Mickey. Mouse. The shittest one of all. No personality, goody two-shoes, absolute bland now, nothing. you've shown yourself up there because you've said no personality and then goody two-shoes, which is a personality. Same thing. Same Mickey. thing in my opinion. <laughs> Mickey one, Ben zero, I'm afraid. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the, I, I don't. The closest one I've come to caring about is Merlin from uh, The Sword in the Stone because he's a wizard and he does magic tricks. But yeah, I don't know. It's it is absolutely like uh, the last. You've got to have that attachment remake. to that stuff. It um, well, it yeah, it's exactly what it appears to be. Honestly, like if right. you, if you like Disney and you think it'd be fun to do um, Animal Crossing Stardew Valley with Disney characters, you don't play as a Disney character. You just play as a person. You just make a you know a reasonably limited customizable uh, persona avatar thing. But you know right. you're uh, you're going around cleaning up instead of weeds. It's like magical evil, and you just click on it and it goes away. And it, the more you click on, like sometimes it'll reveal coins or seedlings or you know other bits and bobs. And yeah, you're going around doing quests, finding people, helping people, getting stuff for them, uh, cleansing the valley of this evil, and sort of trying to restore it to what it used to be. And um, yeah, there's. I don't know. Actually, I like Scrooge McDuck as well. I will say, Scrooge uh, is cool. <laughs> Scrooge give me is some, cool. Uh, give me some Song of the South DLC, and then I'll be in on this. Otherwise, it's a, <laughs> it's a pass from S- Scrooge McDuck and Merlin being your two favorite Disney characters <laughs> is like <laughs> one of the <laughs> like every single person on TikTok being like a red flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like old men. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, do you have well, a little uh, house that you get to put stuff in? Yes, in you this? do. They you should have, have called this game Mickey House. Yeah, that's not bad. Why would you know. call it Mickey House? I think Disney Dreamlight Valley also rolls off the tongue pretty well. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is like literally Stardew Valley. Like they've just taken that. Like that's why they've done it. Oh it's right, to, Valley to draw, is even. Yeah, I didn't even know. To draw yeah, that, yeah. yeah, clear comparison. Um, but yeah, that's basically what it is. I, I think if you want to have a really mindless, you know, bit of fun walking around, clicking, <laughs> cleaning up a yard, you know, putting stuff in your house, unlocking bits and pieces. Um, go for it. Why not? It's it's free on I, Game Pass. I do like the conceit that all these uh, characters that belong to this um you know this huge conglomerate. The idea that it's like yeah they all 
they all live together. <laughs> they all they all just live in a little town. And those yeah. movies you saw, that was they they went to work for you. They made a little movie, and then they uh, yeah. you know, they went back to their little house. And Buzz Lightyear living next to Ursula. They've all got little hats and couches that they'll sell you for real money that you can turn into, <laughs> you know, sparkle dollars or whatever they call yep. them. Yeah, yeah. There, w- there's um, a co- there's some kind of event going on concurrently where you use where you can get a secondary cu- currency. I think there might even be three currencies, and yeah, I think at least one of them you do literally spend money on. But real money. Um, right. As with all those things, you don't have to do that. Um, like it, I do think that that literally is all cosmetic stuff in this, as it often is in you know like Fortnite and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's weird that a giant like the biggest company in the world decided to go, let's just rip off Stardew Valley, make it available for free, um, and yeah. do an okay job with it, you know. But right. tell you what, Disney ripping someone off, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let, hey. me, let me round out this uh, this trio of um, pretty inessential games for the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I bought the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. That's right. And almost immediately after I hit purchase, I went, why did I get this? <laughs> <laughs> because you've, you've been suckered by advertising. I, I was so excited for it to come out. And then immediately I went, I'm never going to play any of these for more than just the five seconds of booting them up and being like, yep, that's oh, yeah. the title screen music that I remember. Yeah, Turtles in um, Time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like eight. It, it is. I, I mean, I will say for a yeah for one of these kind of um yeah retro compilations, um it is pretty extensive. There's I think there's eight games on there. It's all the arcade games, and then it's also the platformers that were on the Game Boy, uh, the the original non-arcade one that was on the NES that is mm-hmm. really hard. Um, famously, yeah, very very difficult game. The yep. fighting game uh, as well is on there. Um, and yeah, they're emulated very well. They've done yeah a very good job of uh, repackaging them, but they're not remastered or anything. They are presented in their original form. And yeah, I mean, especially the uh, Shredder's Revenge that came out was uh, recently was was so good. Right. It did such a good job of like feeling like those games felt to you back in the day, but in a in a modern package with uh you know with more stuff to do shredder's revenge um, is what you get if you uh eat too much too quickly in a foreign country right yeah yeah that foreign country being new york city <laughs> <laughs> too many slices yeah <laughs> but what i one thing about this uh this uh compilation that is very impressive that i wish more things like this did They've got a very, very extensive gallery that has every bit of uh, box art, instruction manual, uh, advertising uh, for all of the games from every territory that they came out in. It's really cool. Like you, you can leaf through the Japanese uh, instruction manuals for every single one of the games that is uh, that yeah, is sick. included in here. Which is, um, I I love that kind of stuff. Um, mm. That kind of like old artifacty sort of stuff from uh, back in the day, and kind of seeing how other co- from an era where different countries like the box art would vary so wildly. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I love seeing all that stuff. So it's it's cool that they went the extra yard to include all of that on on here. I wish, Can I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It, yeah, that sounds that sounds really cool. I just wanted to ask if I could tell you. Um, uh, do my impression for you of Peter Hellier reviewing this 
on the project in 2010. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I think I'm we'll playing. allow it, but I will also <laughs> want to preemptively apologize to everyone who's not 30 years or older an Australian. Oh yeah, replace <laughs> that with just anyone. <laughs> really. <laughs> I you suppose want to hear my impression Leno, of anyone. <laughs> Jay Leno if you're in America, um, probably Jonathan Ross if you're in the UK. And right. you can figure out probably from those reference points where it would be for your particular country. If you could do an impression of anyone and it was, um, and, and everyone bought it, that would be the ultimate impression. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here it comes. Okay. This is general TV comedian talk, reviewing Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection when it came out in 2010 in this alternative universe. 2010 okay, or 11, right. I don't remember. Um. Yeah, the uh, the the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection, pretty good. But I've been playing uh, Silvio Berlusconi's game, uh, the Bunga Bunga collection. There it is. Uh, and that's that's it. No, when's uh, the impression start? That's all you needed to say back then, and I did the impression of general comedian. <laughs> general it was perfectly comedian. executed, and to be honest, it's quite embarrassing for you two that you uh haven't fully understood it. <laughs> I was expecting you to say whether you liked it or not. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sylvia Berlusconi likes it uh, very much. The astronaut yeah, okay. who drove across America in her diaper. <laughs> she oh, yes. she really is enjoying uh, This is just olden days, yeah. late night. Yeah. My favorite thing in the world. <laughs> bunga, bunga. <laughs> Those bunga, emulation bunga. collections are so <laughs> weird. They're, you're totally right that they're in the same thing as like The Last of Us, where it's like, you know if this is worth it to you yep, at this point. Yeah. I'm done with my with my campaign against thinking they should exist. I've lost the war, so <laughs> I'm willing to just. It's just concede. about convenience, right? Like if you are the yeah. kind of person who doesn't find it inconvenient to seek these out and emulate them yourself, then wait, I forget which. If I said you are or aren't that kind of person, if you are <laughs> that kind of person, <laughs> if you're that kind of person, you will never think these are worth buying. But if you're not, if you can't. If you don't want to figure that out and essentially don't want to commit a crime, then, hey, uh, and you want to play, you know, an old Ninja Turtles game, then it's good that it exists for you. But otherwise, you can just keep on strolling along. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think yeah, the, uh, and you know, The Last of Us Part 1, we've said it a few times, but this hasn't been made for us. This has been made yeah. for people who are a bit younger, who were incredibly young, you know, and not playing games when the original first came out. Maybe um, so so young that they wouldn't remember what it was like to watch a sort of TV comedian from 2010 or 11 <laughs> do their thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then right. they wouldn't Absolutely. necessarily appreciate the full artistry of the, <laughs> uh, taking people into that world in the way that I, I you know, will humbly say that I did. I'm going to say it's that they did appreciate the full artistry of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they did because that would have been a revelatory experience for them. Yep, that's we're definitely saying the same thing. You did you play a game called Freshly Frosted Knox? I sure did. Um, well, this what a is guess. sort of the opposite uh, end of what we're talking about, where this is like uh, kind of a done thing, but it's just a cute, fun little puzzle game. Where uh, that I'm really liking. I think it's it's definitely available on Steam where I'm playing it. I believe it's on consoles and the Switch too. Um, right. You are making donuts in this little thing. You're um, like a disembodied friend of a woman lying in the grass looking up at the clouds trying to relax and she's imagining a donut factory as we all do 
in order to relax. <laughs> and she's sort of ASMR kind of talking you through making these donuts. And like, she's just like this friendly person being like, hey, what about a little bit of frosting on there? Doesn't that sound good? And it weirdly isn't annoying. It's the sort of thing that would <laughs> usually annoy me, but this one, it's doing all right. And you go through these uh, sets of levels, 12 to each, a dozen, uh, a donut mm-hmm. reference. And what it is is like um, a kind of grid that is in front of you with uh, uh, machines that will Mm. put different toppings onto donuts. And you've got to put a conveyor belt path from the oven through to the service counter of uh, donuts and get them to go through these machines in the right order to get like a, a plain donut or just frosting or frosting and sprinkles and so on. The levels get harder and harder, as you might imagine. You get multiple counters. You get multiple types of donuts you're trying to make. You get, And it's kind of like a little fun logic puzzle that um, is fairly straightforward. Controls a little annoyingly with the mouse because you just have to sort of drag the uh, conveyor belts through. And it's quite easy to accidentally go a little too far and overwrite another one that you've done or have them go in the wrong direction or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I imagine that's maybe a little simpler with the controller. Um, right. And yes, it, it is on Xbox and, and Switch if you want to controllerize it. Or you can plug your controller into your computer, Knox. Yeah. And it's like 10 bucks. <laughs> Did you know 10 that? 10 or 15. I know, but I quite I, I like using the mouse too. <laughs> he didn't too. know. He, I, he did, I can't he believe knew. he didn't even know. He didn't Mate, know. He, you can plug oh, controller in. Know. I've got at least two controllers that I hate. You think I don't know about <laughs> fucking controllers, dude? I've got controllers coming out of my ass. It's like a bunga bunga party over here. All right. Oh, thanks, that's everybody. We'll see you. We'll see you next week for the January fourteenth, twenty eleven episode of Comedy Show. My pronouns: it's twenty ten, and my pronouns are bunga and bunga. (laughs) I think you're too early with with that joke. You've you've crossed to that's a real multiverse joke. Exactly. He doesn't know. Uh, I'm at the vanguard. (laughs) (laughs) This really reminds me of one of those mini games from Last Call BBS. Knox. Yes. Yeah. It is like that with a little bit less sort of uh, intense computer logic to it. It's more straightforward right. than that. But you're just figuring out these paths of like, oh, if it goes past this uh, machine. Because you've got to put the toppings on in a certain order too. So it'll go like frosting, then sprinkles, then uh, like whipped cream, then cherries and so on. Right. And uh, it's just, it's it's nice. It's straightforward. It's relaxing. It's um, a, a good time and at the right price. And I think if you're looking for just a sort of chill puzzle game, freshly fostered, uh, is something you do not wa- do not wa- do not want to miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you guys have also been playing uh, another game. Yeah, we, uh, I've been playing Neo. Main p- oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you've d- played that as well, haven't you, Knox? You, that still counts as a. Segue. I've only played uh, a l- not not too much of it, to be honest. Of Neo, I played a bit of it years ago and don't really remember, but I do. It was still uh, early on enough in me clicking with the Dark Souls type of game that I didn't quite get into Neo. But this is oh, Team okay. Ninja, and these, uh, these, uh, the, the, yeah, Neo is. Is this the remastered one on the PS5 that you're playing? Yes, um, it is really fun. It's uh, uh, I've found it too difficult to go back to Dark Souls one and two. Um, it just the clunkiness of the controls it really sort of cut me off at about three onwards or bloodborne onwards i guess but i was still yeah thirsty for some uh dark souls like action and so yeah i got this 
Um, I'll, I've got the sequel as well. I'll give that a crack at some point. But I'm really enjoying it. It's a little more complicated uh, in terms of its yeah. sort of customization stats, and you get like boons and gifts and guardians and fucking all sorts of things. Um, but it's very similar. It's sort of um, linear-ish levels with sort of sprawling multiple paths that unlock as you you know, or shortcuts unlock as you continue f- through them. Um, it's it's really it's a little bit harder though I feel like even than than the FromSoft games. Um, it'll there's like little sort of mini bosses that will pop up constantly throughout the level, like mm. demons that will sort of spawn, and they have yeah a shit ton of health and and um um one of the things that really annoys me about the game is that when you run out of stamina, you just like can't move. Like, you'll try and do something, you'll try and attack, and you just sort of stand there and huff and puff, or you try and dodge. And, like, there's a sort of, like, a, a cool-down period where your stamina doesn't start recharging, <laughs> and it's quite frustrating, Gesundheit. Um, but it's overall pretty fun. Like, it is that still that kind of game. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll continue with it. Uh, Neo. Cool. It's Yeah, that... Yeah, lines up with my memory of it too, of it being like a little bit harder in a sort of more technical kind of way. Like it's yes. uh, it's it's a pretty rigid feeling game in some ways. Um, maybe I'll revisit that too because that Wo Long game that they are currently working yes. on looks like it could be very cool as well. So yeah, that was that kind of contributed yeah as well to 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 going on it because obviously I assumed that while it will be similar to the FromSoft games, it will be it'll have enough differences that I'll need to sort of sink into it and get used to it and like mm. I'm still pressing R1 to attack when it's supposed to be, you know, square and triangle. But yeah, I like it. The design's cool. It's yeah, Japanese mythology, but you you play as I think an Englishman. It has a weird setup. Um it's more globe hopping, it seems like, than than those sort of games. You're going around to real locations and shit, um, right? But yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Uh, and then that brings me to some of the some of the you're often dealing with sort of immortal gods and sort of <laughs> myths in um, in Neo, which reminds me of a game that Adam and I have been playing this week called. Gods and myths. Um, <laughs> Immortality. <laughs> Immortality, is, um, baby. The something like 24th game ever to receive a perfect 10 out of 10 from Edge magazine since huh. its inception in 1993. Okay. It is a game that I wasn't really looking at. And we will talk about spoilers about this later. We will clearly mark yeah. it. We'll like end the episode and then do a little yeah. spoiler section afterwards. So no spoilers for now, because this is a very much a um, discover it for yourself type of thing is the way it's designed. But yep. Immortality in broad strokes is um, by the person who did her story is I think his most famous Sam Sam Barlow. Yep. Um, and, and, and another game in the middle that I don't remember the name of, but it is a Telling sort of Lies, which telling I did. Lies. I have played and I found extremely boring. Um, right. Uh, that, that was the follow-up. So, yeah, her story came out. It was uh, the concept of that, if people don't know, it sounds fascinating and I do want to play it, is basically you're trying to solve a murder, murder by looking through, or you're trying to figure out a murder case. I don't know if you're necessarily trying to prove that the suspect did it. Uh, right. But you're just watching interrogation footage um, and of a real it all actor, together. yeah, and yeah. I suppose real actors, and that's what's in this. It's FMV style, proper human beings in front of cameras, 
Um, and it's on Game Pass. It's uh, free if you've got that. And it is worth, if you are sort of interested in like FMV games, I think it's worth just diving into pretty cold and seeing what you make of it as a, yeah. as a thing, because that is sort of how it's designed. I will say on the main menu, there is a, Ta- uh, an option called about go and read that first because it explains to you what the fuck the game is <laughs> yeah 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 that's the problem one of the problems with this game is that it is probably best uh, experienced knowing little to nothing about it however it doesn't tell you how to play <laughs> like yeah. it tells you essentially like it tells you the controls as in like you know um you can use the mouse to go left backwards through footage or forwards through footage you can right click and then click on something in the footage you uh, also can use a controller i don't know if you yeah. didn't know this but you can plug in a controller I, he didn't know it tommy he didn't even it. know I, that you could use a controller I'm, you two are uh, you, this is pathetic <laughs> <laughs> and i'm and i'm looking at myself in the discord window when i'm saying that by the way i'm, I'm directing that at myself literally lying down in a bed yeah. <laughs> on a holiday but thanks for joining us um so <laughs> yeah like it tells you you i believe this is what like pops up uh, this i'm trying to like yes. sort of explain the literal experience of what happens like you boot up the game you start a new game and it says like hey hit a bunch of clips there'll be a bunch of clips and you go into a clip and you can go forward and backwards through it and if you right click or yeah use whatever mouse cursor over it with your controller you can click on a bit of a still image uh say a face that's what is going to be most common uh and then it will match cut to um that face in a different uh clip and exactly when you start the game you realize that you're only given one clip to start with and you have to build out this library of clips by match cutting from item or person to person so yeah it tells you it's trying to emulate the experience of like those kind of old like film scrubbers that they'd have in the library or whatever by rolling back or forth through these found footage kind of things of these collections of clips of the three movies of this one actress from sort of the late 60s, early 70s, and then one more movie in the 90s. Yeah. And it's the, they were never released, these movies. So this is what's in that little about section. Right, exactly, yeah. The explanation of the content is not presented to you unless you go back to the main menu and click right. about. Yeah. So, yeah, it gives you like this big, long thing of clips initially. It says, click on one, and then when you come back, you've only got the one. Yes. And you start exploring through uh, by, you know, doing this match cut thing and watching these uh, fake clips of these old films that I will say I thought were extremely well done visually. Uh, They look like the pretty low budget sort of films Mm. of back in the day. And I thought all of the acting was good. I I thought... Uh, that all of the acting was good except the lead, which really was annoying. Interesting. Um, I, th- I thought she was good. But I definitely agree that visually they look like they are actually bits of film from those eras. Um, I think maybe the lead because the the wigs are so fake, like as in like her, right. re- the real person <laughs> off camera, like right. is sort of um, differentiated uh, throughout eras by hairstyle and they're very clearly fake wigs probably the lowest budget looking aspect of the whole game but like yeah film stock wise lighting wise um 
fucking set design and stuff, they it really does look like 60s, 70s, and 90s. Like, it's really, really authentically done. It's it is really impressive, I thought, in that aspect. And for, like, an FMV game, which any time I'm playing an FMV game, which we've done a few of, uh, like, some videos on YouTube and stuff mm. like that, I feel like... I just feel like I'm playing, like, a Mega Drive CD game all yep. of the time. So I always think that I'm playing something from the 90s and I have to remind <laughs> myself, like, no, this was made... This this isn't Night Trap. This was made currently, yeah. but it's... Yeah. Um, yep well-produced and authentic-looking, which serves the um, idea that you are sort of scrubbing through this archive, trying to piece together. And this is purely through your own curiosity, really, that the game expects mm. you to do this rather than mm. giving you an objective. It, yeah. it serves you up these clips and you sort of watch them and explore and try and piece together. And so they are brought up... You get like a first clip and then you pretty much randomly will mm. get these other clips through doing the match cuts. Because even if you do a face, it will go to like a random clip with that same person's face in it. If you yeah. do like a cup, it'll go to something that doesn't even look like a cup sometimes. You are <laughs> yes. really stumbling your way through this footage, which is cool in one way. And then it makes you feel uh, like you are putting together the idea of in your head of what is going on here. Mm -hmm. And is a really bizarre design choice in another way where it gives you the opportunity to find the least interesting fucking footage yeah. constantly for a while, which happened to me for a bit. And then I found one that was sort of a behind the scenes thing. And that was when it clicked. Right. I think if you can sort of try to look for, cause there's a lot of footage that is like from the films and then there's footage that is like, you know, them on like a Super 8 camera or is like a rehearsal or whatever. Yeah. That has yeah. some aspects of these real people acting as though they are the real people in the real world. That stuff is the bit where it starts to hook in, I think. Right, right. I think that you would hate this game, Tommy, for the fact that <laughs> there is no guide. None. Whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I so Nox, you've essentially have you finished it? Like, there's yes. I know you can hit credits. Yeah, you can hit credits before you found all of the stuff apparently. But um, I I like I've only found about forty fifty clips, which I think is maybe a quarter of the way through. Something um, like that. Yeah, I think there's two hundred and something. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, basically you you're not given a goal aside from like figure out what happened to this actress. Like, and in t to the point where uh, earlier on, I was like, maybe nothing happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's so open and vague. It, the answer could be, oh, maybe she just uh, retired from acting. Because there is, there is a clip in which it's implied that she retired from acting. So, you know, like, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to sort of get your head around as like a game game. Yes, because um, it kind of isn't. Right. A game. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. some ways. It's like this interactive... It, it's, a, it's a puzzle. Like Black Mirror on Netflix, like, you know, right. watch this right. uh, choose-your-own-adventure-y kind of thing where there's not really mm -hmm. an adventure. It's odd because, like, I think there's so much deliberately, but still very much the case, like, uninteresting footage in this. Right. That, like, the movies themselves are written to be not the best movies that have ever been made. Mm, mm. But then you're spending a lot of time watching not the best movie that's ever been made. Yeah. So, because it's, yeah, it it, 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 it feels like a chore. 
It really often. does. And that's why I'm probably not going to keep playing it. Like, I know enough to be like, huh, oh, that's an interesting idea for a game, but I'm not enjoying the process, which is pretty right. uh, important <laughs> when it comes yeah. to entertainment media. I think that's fair enough, too. I, I kind of pushed through and ended up enjoying it and thinking that it was cool. I don't think that it's like as, you know, amazing as uh, some of the reception to it has been, but I think it's a, well, it it's it's a cool concept that is pretty well done once you, once it gets out of its own way mm. a little bit, you know? Like mm. this game would have been served better by having a little bit more direction there, even though part of it is to discover this stuff. The feeling of discovery the positive feeling of discovery doesn't outweigh the negative feeling of searching. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, we should probably get into spoilers because uh, I'm already having <laughs> thoughts it's that hard. I want to express. And I already um, feel yeah. like I've maybe said slightly too much. So if you no, are interested so. in like kind of a really open mystery that you have to work to even discover what the mystery is, and I literally mean work. Yeah. Um, then it is a really cool and unique thing, and you should probably give it a try, especially if you've got Game Pass. It's worth having a look at. Yep. I would say that yeah, if you know that you tend to fall in line with someone like uh, Tommy, who's expressed before, like just open world games can be you know frustrating because it's not a, a enough of a linear sort of direction. Um, maybe watch watch a video review or or watch a playthrough of it instead um but i mean if you've got time and you want to give it a crack and you have game pass then absolutely give it a crack yeah if you want something yeah. unique that is um a a, a a confidently executed version of what it's trying to do then right. um i think that this is uh, an interesting thing that certainly isn't a fun game it is a right cool piece of software it's a cool art I mean, yeah, project the, uh, yeah. the fmv thing has never really appealed to me kind of for mm. these reasons it's like if i'm gonna sit at the computer and just watch something i'd rather just put on a film and be yeah you know completely passive rather than right be having to kind of like scrub through the footage myself but um oh and i will say yeah. as well it's like a super sexual game there oh, is a yeah, lot of too, fucking yeah. and sugging going on in this. So Look, if that's yeah, something you're not really Okay, well, maybe for. I'm back in. All right. <laughs> female just, nudity. I, I'm not sure about male nudity, but yeah. Brief male. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, uh, it gives you like a whole bunch of content warnings early on and, and pay oh, attention too, to yeah. them if you, if you are someone who uh, yeah. any of those apply to because it, it certainly means them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can read those before uh, purchasing the game as well. So definitely give yes. that a look if, if that might be of concern. But um, yeah, uh, interesting game for sure. 100% agree that it's you know it's an interesting, yeah maybe art project. Um, but yeah, fuck we'll it. Pretty good, pretty good week for games, boys. Uh, yeah, good, good old episode, I reckon. They're gonna keep on yeah. coming. Hang around and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk full on all all no holds barred. Bunga bunga spoilers for uh, right. for immortality in a few seconds, but we'll end the episode normally and then we'll start doing that. So you're not yeah. in danger if you press yeah. stop after I've said the thing that I say at the end of every episode. 
Yeah. If you're uh, if you're dipping out now, thanks for listening. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au is where you can find the links to all of the stuff that we have going on. We've got the Patreon where you can support the show, which we very, very much appreciate. And yes. uh, for doing so, you can get a bonus episode every week where we talk movies and TV shows and, uh, yeah, all the, all the other cultural stuff that we're into that isn't video games. Yeah. Um, we've got all the stuff on our YouTube channel that we're cranking out pretty regularly. We're currently playing through The Quarry. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we're always doing little, little one-off videos and stuff on there as well. I um I went to my uh, parents' uh, place the other day for, for Father's Day, and both uh, my sister and my dad have been watching The Quarry, and they love it. Oh, cool. Yeah, big fans. Um, also, to the person who messaged us and said, hey, why don't you boys give uh, your opinion on Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, and compare it to House of the Dragon? Well, Good <laughs> I've news. got some yeah, fantastic news for you. Jump on the <laughs> Patreon, patreon.com slash filthycasualspod. We talked about Lord of the Rings last week, and Nox is going to probably keep checking in with it every week. Yeah, and we so. also, Nox and I have a podcast called Aria Talking to Me, where we've uh, reviewed every episode of Game of Thrones, and we are reviewing House of the Dragon. Uh, it's been really fun so far. It's actually a great show. And, yeah, we get a lot of good uh, emails. You can join in on, like, watching it with us and giving your opinions. Uh, Ari, you're talking to me. Give that a crack. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. They make camouflage PS5s because you can't even see them in shops anywhere is why. Oh, oh yeah. You heard about this Bunga Bunga party? <laughs> oh, yeah. Silvio Scotty just had... Um, and now I thought you were going to say, yeah, the, the thing that we say at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, stop listening if you don't want immortality spoilers. Please, yep. please do that now. Immortality yep. spoilers will be coming in five, four, three, two, one. Bruce You've Willis made your own choice at this point. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it uh, the, the whole thing of this game, Tommy, is that there is some weird supernatural shit going on at the yes. same time. So right. um, the the movies that you're watching are from like two very different eras where there's one made in the late 60s and one made in the early 70s and then another where she comes back in, the, in like 1999, the mm. same actress, and looks pretty much the same but with, like you say, a cheap wig on. Yep. And you're watching these... Um, bits of footage and it's like a mixture of the actual film and yeah like some sort of behind the scenes stuff and you start to get yeah. this kind of idea of like the different people involved and the different sort of she like there's like these tonight show interviews with a guy doing a real good johnny carson impression i thought yep, yep. Uh, just a straight up johnny carson like he's not he doesn't look <laughs> anything like he's him doing but he's the just voice. doing johnny <laughs> yeah the bunga bunga party. And so <laughs> yeah. you're kind of figure. at first it seems like, oh, it's, I assume she's going to get murdered at some point or something like that. Right. Because you know there's like a mystery going on and you're scrubbing forwards and backwards through these things, figuring out like completely out of order. And so yeah, uh, randomly skipping through like different errors and, and, and finding out through very um, in-world bits of footage so there's no one like explaining anything to you you are you are figuring out kind of these these the the vibe of what her life was like and some of the moments of it and the characters involved in it and seeing them sort of come and go and then yeah. at some point the game is hoping 
that you will rewind footage. <laughs> yeah, see it's, this really hope, it's really banking on that pure chance. It is really rolling a fucking hundred dice and needs yeah. them all to show up the same number. But people seem to be finding it, so I wonder if it turns on a thicker, more likely version of it at some point. I don't know right. how it's sort of designed around this, but at some point the game is hoping that you rewind footage, which you're doing because you're kind of scrubbing through it. At first you'll like probably watch them just straight through and then get a bit bored of that and kind of turn subtitles on and go forwards and whatever. And it's very funny as well because like the match cut stuff, I'll just say quickly, like you're you're looking at something like a face and yeah, go in and seeing another one. When <laughs> in the first scene that I got where someone was topless, I was like, I wonder if I could do it with a nipple. You absolutely can. Yeah. And then you just go through <laughs> and unlock every nude scene and you're like, this feels real creepy and I wish I had an <laughs> achievement for it. Um, at some point, it's hoping you, go, you, you scrub backwards and you see this kind of ghostly overlaid footage that looks like a film error or something at first. And then mm-hmm. if you catch it just right, and it's uh, c- it controls weirdly in that like yeah. it doesn't happen every time you rewind in these points, but if you're using a controller, it will rumble as well to alert you that this bit is there. Right. Right. Um, it, it doesn't s- alert you on PC. No. Uh, there's like a musical cue that you can barely hear as well, apparently. Right. Um, you're going backwards and it will skip into this other footage of yeah. a completely different character who seems mm-hmm. to be in the place of this main woman all the time, but she's like older, she's got blonde, slick back hair, and she's monologuing to the camera half the time. Yeah. And you will start to piece together her story, which is that she's like an alien vampire kind of thing who took over this woman's body after World War II in Paris and decided to become a movie star for fun because she's been going through human history and... Uh, taking over it, it she tells you that she's jesus at one point that she yep. did that and like the her and this other guy are like these ethereal like pleasure seekers it seems like yep. on earth just taking they're, over bodies and having experiences for the hell of it they're immortal as well they are immortal and so yeah and, i think because i haven't seen all of it yet uh is it the does she say that the other one is moves through, like, the body of the director of the first film into, like, is that what that character is? Because she does He's... mention a presence is being passed from from yeah person to person, and it's, yeah, through those directors as well. It's, like, creative sort of, yeah, inspired people. So he's never the director. He is, like... um he takes over the the hunky co-star from the second movie. Oh is yeah, when he shows up. I don't think he's in the. Oh no, he's the other. He's, he's like the, the angel de- guy who Lucifer. shows up at the end. Yeah. yeah, he's Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's that guy, and then she takes over the second director and becomes him. That, yes, that's right. And John. Then, yeah, at some point it like tells you everything at some point, but you've really got to fucking fight for it. But by the time I'd gotten my head around everything i thought like oh cool it wasn't what i was expecting it's kind of well done for a aliens all along type of story i thought that Mm. it had some well-written interesting things for them to say of like oh um the nature of fucking art versus law and and some okay scenes that i enjoyed watching with these aliens it just took fucking ages to get to it but then i did enjoy that payoff which came in a weird way because the way I saw it was by unlocking the very final clip, which is the main character burning herself to death. <laughs> and then you go and, or like one of her co-stars setting fire to her. And I'm like, Oh, that's 
weird and then you go backwards in that and it did like the ending basically yeah yeah and that right, was a confusing right. place to start watching the reveal from it's a cool mm. reveal i think it's just structured weirdly but i did end up enjoying the story and i think like i've read a bunch of reviews and i read one that was a bit more actually it might have been also commenting on the guy's previous games because they sort of um made the really good point that the 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 way to do this and the way it is done in this um, and his previous games is to make a really simple short story and surround it by hours and hours and hours of extraneous footage, right? Because it's like, Uh, yeah, you can boil it down to one sentence. It's like a couple of sort of immortal beings come to Earth and inhabit a series of people to have the experiences of human life and the pleasures pleasures and pain that come with it. And, you know, in this, it's like these characters and these characters. But, uh, yeah, you, you have to dig away. You have to chip away at the, you know, the marble to get to the statue. And it just takes, like, ten hours. Um, uh, right. Yeah. And I, like, barely watched any of the actual... Because, like, the first movie, I was kind of watching all of it and getting quite bored. The second movie, right. less so. And the third movie, I barely actually watched it. Because by that point, I was just kind of scrubbing through to look for these bits. Yep. But it is cool the way it reframes things that so like for example, there's um footage of the audition of like the main character for this kind of like Alfred Hitchcock, Orson Welles type of director guy who's a bit of a fucking perv. Mm. And you watch that um audition footage the first time, and it's like a you know, pretty normal kind of like how bad would it have been being like a seventeen year old girl auditioning in the sixties and this guy's a creep. And you, she plows through it with like a relevant poem to the story of like the the, the clams, the fucking what's his name, Alice in Wonderland guy, and right. uh, C.S. Lewis, and um, no, that's Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll, that's it. Anyway, um, so you watch that, and then you go back, and you in the rewinding scene, it's this alien woman like bringing this guy onto the chair and being like, "Go on, fucking." Tell him, tell him you want to tell him how much of a creep you are, da da da. And it right. like, I thought the way that it was pretty satisfying watching these things that happen get reframed later on and get redone and re-examined. And I thought it did that really well. And like these, because like in the second movie, the main character gets shot by mistake on set, and then when you watch it with the aliens doing it she's deliberately shooting him because he makes her choose between these humans who he thinks she's fucking wasting her time with and him right and there's cool parts of the story yeah you just do you really do have to dig around too much and the structure of it unfortunately means that you can fuck it up for yourself a little bit by just being in the wrong places at the wrong time Uh, there's gotta have been a better way to do it like to do the gameplay to embed the hints like yeah you'd change probably the way it's structured you'd probably change some of the footage but to to have a clue of like you know like probably in one of the clips literally be like hey have you tried rewinding this and it not leading to like one of the crazy supernatural things but like you know they've put a joke in or something you know like just there are probably ways that you could teach the gamer how to play this game a bit more subtly but you know or a bit more overtly while being subtle, I guess I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it feels I don't know. Odd. It feels odd for me to kind of have a problem with it when it ended up working for me. But right. 
I felt and like that I is a thing that I've seen. Uh, a lot of people I've seen comment on that they found that really satisfying. They're like, right, the, the fact that they they did kind of have to stumble across it, I, like, is a thing that I've seen people point out of like, this is so unique the way you kind of the way you kind of unlock this or like work out how to play it. It is unique. I think it's less fun and less yeah, satis- yeah. and less like um, uh, entertaining. Right. You know, like I, there's like, a way to s- structure this like most games do where rather than discovering stuff, you feel like you're discovering stuff and it's an illusion, right, right, but right. it's probably for the benefit of the player. And this, this isn't made that way. Well, Return of the Obra Dinn was like the closest comparison I can make where it kind of led you from one thing to the next, but it was still entirely up to you to put together what was happening and solve the mystery. And it was a lot of, like this, referring to images, referring back to stories that you remember, notes Mm. that you've written down. Some of them the game did make for you. Some of them you literally had to make yourself. But right. it, it was it was that feeling of discovery and more than that, um, a feeling of satisfaction in solving this mystery. But the game gave you everything you needed. Like, it really did. Uh, whereas I feel like, yeah, Immortality probably doesn't quite. And uh, I think the other thing that this game is, it, is hanging its enjoyment on is if you find that story interesting or not. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, if you don't, then it's just been a tedious, you know, hunt where, yeah, you did it yourself, but you don't find it particularly satisfying because you don't find it interesting. And I, I liked it and thought it's a cool idea and unique and stuff, and I didn't find it particularly satisfying to discover it because I felt like um, I, I didn't... I, the, the thing of me having done it just didn't feel satisfying to me for whatever reason. It felt um, like I... It's like those restaurants where you come and you cook your own steak and people are like, what's it for? And I'm like, yeah, actually, what is that for? Why why hasn't <laughs> right. someone come up with like a cool way to make me go, whoa. But like, it is cool and it worked on me. I just, I, I, I don't know what it is about it that I think it would have helped. And I wish I'd have said this before the spoiler bit to have a better way of tracking which clips you'd watch. There's nothing, yeah. there's no way of like, you can favorite them and that's really the only tool you have to sort of right. organize them. Right, because um, at some point you kind of need to favorite most of them. So yeah, like that's what I'm see. Uh, what I mean, Tommy, when I mean like the game really doesn't t- give you any sort of guide or anything aside from the mm-hmm. controls. It's like even yeah, things that you would maybe expect you would have access to or the ability to do, it just doesn't have. It's really just like here these here's all of these clips. You can watch them in chronological order or the order in which they were shot. That's basically it it's now go go for it have a watch so and i think yeah that that feeling of discovering it and building it myself was i know i felt like i'd found things earlier than i should have and and some things were less impactful because i sort of already had figured out this other bit that made it so like that story being less curated like it's a cool idea and it's unique and it's weird and satisfying to throw every page of the book of a book on the ground unnumbered right. and be like, put it together yourself. Like that is a fun new thing to do and mm. has its own sense of puzzle building satisfaction. It's not going to feel as good as reading that book in a way that has been built in they're two different things, you know? So yeah, yeah, one is yeah. gonna be more satisfying for some people and the other for others. 
Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm I'm curious to play her story though. I wonder yeah. I wonder what its approach is to presenting that footage and allowing you to sort of track it. Um I'll, I'll probably give it a crack at some point. Um yeah. But and just yeah. to reiterate I guess for people listening, I thought that 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 I was really impressed by like the production values of this. That that part if that had been worse would have made the whole thing fall apart and that it needed to be like pretty much yeah, nailed yeah. for it to 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 work at all and they they did a really good job of that i thought yeah agreed all right cool. uh, sick that's a do you want to talk for another section. couple of hours <laughs> <laughs> this is a long boy yeah um that is immortality yeah it sounds uh yeah it sounds sounds interesting it's interesting it's, it's interesting thing. Maybe we'll give it a go yeah um all right guys yeah, thank you. Uh, hey, if you stuck around, you're getting a double goodbye. Thank yeah. you for joining us. <laughs> yes. um, this is like when uh, we've said goodbye, but then we both walk to our cars at the same time. <laughs> we well, uh, th- uh, see you later. Yeah. Bye. So, yeah. Bye. Uh, Slam. <laughs>